hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Hello, friends. Coming up on today's Green Top Outdoors podcast is uh, Andrew Napier and Patrick Holmes. We're going to be talking about the used gun market, how things are going in that realm. Uh, we're going to talk about gun collections, uh, estate collections, and we're also going to dig into the history of Colt firearms, Smith & Wesson firearms, and uh, some classics, double barrels, things like that. So stay tuned. The Green Top Outdoors podcast is brought to you by the Mike Chenault Group hometown realty they are sportsmen and realtors the only thing they love more than hunting and fishing is selling great pieces of land and homes dream homes on the river where you can fish right from your dock to land where you can adventure to your heart's content hometown outdoors can help you find it let our friends at the mike chenault group help you get the outdoor space you need for homes or land in central virginia visit hookupwithhometown.com that's hookupwithhometown.com and click outdoors to learn more all right, welcome back to the Green Top Outdoors podcast, and we've got used gun and firearms extraordinaire Patrick Combs with us today. Expert. I'm sorry, I left out expert, my bad. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And returning with us is also Andrew Napier. He was uh, with us on the uh, Shotgun Sporting Clays episode. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk, let's just talk mainly about used firearms, the, the used firearm market how it's going um i mean that's one thing that that's well it's like, it's like the only thing that you really specialize in patrick i mean it's, it's the only thing i've ever been good at man that's, <laughs> that's it. Right. i'm one dimensional <laughs> ouch <laughs> you do a lot of collection buys estate buys Correct. so you're you're out on the road a lot it's hard to nail you down and get you in here i'm chasing hearses <laughs> <laughs> better than chasing skirts right <laughs> well, not Come necessarily on, man. <laughs> So you uh, you've you you've been getting out there and uh, all over, not just in Virginia or local. You've been going out of state, right? We do Maryland, we do uh, North Carolina. Yeah, people got guns in Maryland. <laughs> Only the bad people. <laughs> <laughs> the good guns always come from the bad people. So, um, excuse me, I was drinking a little coffee there, man. Ooh. I got to get a little caffeinated. What's in that coffee? Some CBD. All some right, CBD man. And CBD coffee. Hand over him. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're coming up soon. We're going to have them on, um, I believe, next week. So that'll be a good episode. Uh, but let's get back to guns. I mean, you know, it's the used gun market, the new gun market. It's kind of been the same as uh, the ammo situation, really, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. The demand has kind of crushed the supply of it. Mm-hmm. So basically... When it comes to the used firearms, you know, we're having to go further and further just to get them, you know, advertisements, you know, just word of mouth um, and everything that we tend to get in. So we go out and I'll buy 20, 30 guns. We put them in the store and they're literally gone in three days. Just gone. Yeah, because they're, they're online too. I mean, well, oh, yeah. actually, some, some stuff we don't even get a chance to put online. Some of it. Because uh, it goes so mm. fast. Um, or you buy it. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Or me, yeah. <laughs> or an employee buys it. That's right. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're just not seeing the amount of people coming in and, and selling their stuff. Now, wh- why is that? Well, I think they're, they're kind of afraid to sell it because, you know, I think they truly believe that they, they might have to have it one day. Well, I mean, that's so true. basically, you know, you. Gun in the bedroom, gun in the bathroom, gun, gun, gun in, the in the shower. shower. <laughs> That's right. Shower gun's my favorite. Shower gun's it, the best. Also, Ziploc baggie. It also could be used as a form of currency. 
That's, yeah, that's not true. in a like a boogaloo situation, but right. it, guns don't go down, but so bad. You, if you don't have to sell now, you can sell later. Well, you know, there's with with stimulus money. You know, a lot of people haven't had to sell stuff no. to get money. No. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that that's that's the way we've always seen it. Is people get short on cash? I mean, uh, you know, firearm or whatever they have. They, I mean, they can always bring it bring it by here and, and, and dump it and get some quick cash. Yeah. It, it's worth more than a TV set typically. <laughs> right. Sell it. right. Yeah. right. I mean, a hard so, to steal, <laughs> you know, with, with all the stimulus money, damn government's giving them, you know, you know, that's just right. Sure. I mean, it's I'd been, say it's been easier, easier on people, I guess. So I'd say really that the number one reason people would bring guns in here in the past, it probably was, you know, they needed some, you know, extra money. So right. they, they bring some guns and sell them, whatever, you know, kids got something to do, maybe vacation. I have no idea. But yeah, since the extra money is flowing out there, the government's paying out. These people don't need the money anymore. And then you had the people say that they pass away and the family would sell the guns. Well, now a lot of times the family just wants to keep them because of the political situation. You know, mm-hmm. the, the things are going on in this country. And they're like, man, we ought to hang on to these things because you just never know. Well, they'll a- never be worthless. Right. So oh. The value may swing, but they will never be worthless. And it's, I guess it's all relative and depending on what it is, but. You know the the problem too with a lot of the online stuff right now is people feel their stuff is worth a lot more mm-hmm. based on what they're seeing listed out there as far as uh, prices, uh, things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. and I've seen some insane, insane well, I, oh, prices yeah. out there. The prices and, on some of these AKs and some of these ARs in the last twelve months has yeah. gone up substantially, <clears throat> substantially. Right. Well, even even uh, so, you got just different little pockets of uh or categories of used firearms you know you got your black guns your tactical mm-hmm. weapons um then you have your shotgun market and then of course there's a subcategory of that of like you know there's home defense shotguns and then mm-hmm. there's of course there's hunting shotguns and then there's competition sure and then collectible guns and, right you know, the, the classics guns. you also yeah have like the classics. then you have classics sure. which it seems like nobody invests in classic shotguns anymore which is a sh- it's a damn shame because that's some of the nicest stuff out there. Sure. Yeah. So, so essentially, what I call the the classics like they used to be hot, which Our aren't so much right. Yeah. Exactly. Would be like um, American double barrel shotguns. So right. you know, the yeah. manufacturers like Parker, L.C. Smith, you know, Fox. H. Fox, right? Yeah. Um, and then the uh, Winchester lever actions, like the old cowboy rifles and stuff mm-hmm. from the cowboy days, or Marlins. Marlins yeah. for that matter. Marlins. I don't know. I feel like the Marlins are more collectible than. Than the Winchester, but are. for every ten Winchester collectors, there's only one the Marlin, right? Yeah. And what's, right. and what's driven the and what's driven the uh, Marlin market has been the fact that they haven't really been making anything lately with uh, yep. the bankruptcies and all that stuff like that. So right. all of a sudden now people are snacking up on the you know, Marlin rifles, especially ones that are in pistol calibers. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, going back to the different, uh, we were talking about um, the AKs and the black guns, mm-hmm. obviously. High capacity weapons, tactical weapons, assault weapons, air quotes, whatever you want to call it. Weapons that the people believe that the government's going to take away from them. Yes. Right. Obviously, that's been the fear driven. The, yeah, that's, but that's been, that's the, been hot. That's been the hot. That's, that's been hot the hot right gun. Now. Oh, yeah. And, and so, so have handguns because it's the, the carry guns, I think, sure. uh, have been um, extremely popular. Um, and you can do a lot of damage, not physical damage, but. Monetary damage with a for a, a handgun. You don't, oh, you don't yeah. have to spend a ton of money to get a whole lot of handgun. Oh no, no, yeah. I mean, you know, even um, anything high capacity obviously is 
is is what's what what everybody's after because mm-hmm. that's what that's what the that's the fear scary. that's the yeah. fear of uh we're, that's what everybody's scared is that the government's gonna um either yeah and and also if you know if you watch the news these days it's full of nutcases I mean you watch the news oh, and you're yeah. like damn I said look this guy just <laughs> did out in like Missouri somewhere right I need a gun right yeah. I mean, right yeah yeah I mean it's not even in the same zip right. code or time zone and the news just shoves this down your throat every single day I don't care what station you, that you get on that's all they show is these negative negative things and. It scares people, man. Oh, yeah. It, it really does. Well, it's not going to – I mean, how long do you think this will continue? I mean, that's I, – I, I, don't, I don't see an end. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? No. I see a pause. I see maybe a step backwards, but I don't see an end either. No. But, well, so it's, most it's of the – It's scary to say that. So most of the guns that you're buying now, at, at whether it's you're going to somebody's house because they called and they said they got 30 guns or 50 guns or whatever mm-hmm. – um, why why are they selling them? Well, right now, the number one reason it seems to be is somebody's dead, uh-huh. which I, so I, wasn't, I wasn't really <laughs> right. joking when I said chasing yeah. hearses. Right. Or uh, people are getting older and moving on to maybe, you know, assisted living, whatever, and yeah. they're just downsizing or they can't have it where they're going. So, And the next generation may not have any interest. The son or the grandson well, or right. the granddaughter. Yeah, it could be overwhelming because no you never – I mean, when somebody passes away – and you got to handle their estate, you know, if somebody that wasn't prepared for that and they didn't kind of give somebody a heads up on what's in their house, I mean, they get surprised real quick. Cause Trust me, I see it. And so, um, I mean, yeah. you've seen some crazy stuff, man. It's amazing what people have at their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some stuff I can't even talk about right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and so these people pass away and all of a sudden all this responsibility falls on their family to get rid of their stuff and it, it crushes the families man I've, I've seen it i've seen it all the time well i mean a lot of people don't have to want to deal with it i mean no. it's i mean it's a gun you just can't take it to the dump and throw it in the trash can <laughs> if you don't want it right right <laughs> <laughs> and it's worth something people who don't it actually know has guns value right still know that they're worth something right well yeah it's probably got i mean more value than many other things that are in their house that it's they uh than old tvs and computers and right yeah or and people to collect clocks funny and house. Waste yeah. Money. yeah yeah <laughs> well, and now in virginia there's there used to be a really easy way to, to dispose of your farms you could sell them to friends sell them to family members whatever right. not so much anymore they passed the law last year where there's there's ba- mandatory background checks on Every sale, even private sales. Right. So basically, and you now, if you want to sell something to a family member or sell it to a neighbor, well, before you could just do kind of a handshake deal and maybe write something down for your own protection or receipt. Now you actually, it's more inconvenient. You have to basically show up at a licensed dealer who's willing to run the check for you with the prospective buyer and the firearm in tow and pay the fees. And a right. lot of people just don't want to mess with it. Right. Well, you know, and they probably... When somebody passes away, they probably get a lot of friends of that person, family members. That oh, all yeah. of a sudden, they oh, just your dad go. wanted me to have this gun. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. My, my dad well, never liked I mean, you. But they probably get they probably get hounded. They probably get hounded about you know well, sure what are y'all going to do about yeah. this mm-hmm. or what are you going to do about that? And, it's, it's probably every or every other collection you go to. It's price them all and I'll call the family. I'll call you back. Right. Yeah. Which it is what it is. You got to play the game to get the guns. Sure. Everybody wants a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you going back to what you, you know, what you've witnessed at some, some of these buys, I mean, it's crazy what people stockpile and uncover. I mean, we went to one 
two or three years ago. And the guy, the guy passed away unexpected. It was a sudden freak thing, I think. I can't remember what his wife said happened to him, but she had no idea what was in the garage until oh, she yeah. went out there. Oh, my gosh, yes, I remember this now. Yeah, and, this and, is... and it, it blew her mind. She said, I, I just can't believe that he was buying all this stuff. It doesn't, you know. I mean, the guy had more ammo in that garage than we had in the store in at the fact, time. In fact, I think the ammo pretty much filled up like two pickup trucks. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an insane amount of ammo. Right. I mean, all unopened, freshly sealed cases of just Most ammo. Most of it's like, from yeah, like military A lot of military ammo. Right. It was a lot of pistol ammo. And then the guy, I don't know, he was into, uh, he was into a lot of um, military-type weapons. Garands and carbines. Garands, carbines. You know what's better than one Garand? Probably about 65, <laughs> which is what the guy had. Yeah. I mean, like, that was about 200 guns, wasn't it? It was over 200. It was over, two, it was over 250, was I think. Right. But uh, I mean, and, but it goes to show you that the wife had no clue, man. Mm-mm. And and then you know, of course, the more once we thought we were finished, I think we ended up uncovering even more stuff. And she's like, "Well, that's got to go too," you know. Um, it, it's it's crazy. It's insane what people accumulate. And I sometimes what, I think about it. I wish I could go and ask that guy, "How did you keep a secret from your wife that long?" I, I want to know. Oh that yeah, big. I mean, that, that, that man long. is huge. I respect him. Yeah, how do you? That, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you hide. A lot of respect. I, I don't know how you hide that, but uh, no. that was, yeah, how, that you, was how do you hide two hundred plus long guns and pallets of ammo? <laughs> right. And put a lock on your garage to, to tell your wife your you're life. never going to yeah. go in there. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, now my hat's off to the man. That was pretty impressive. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. That's some good stuff in there too. Yeah. He had a Johnson rifle, didn't he? Yes. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. He had some rare, it was some rare stuff in that Pretty collection. much uh, just about any gun that the U.S. used in like World War from, II or yeah. World War I, pretty yeah, much. He, from, he had them all. Up until probably Korea era. And Korea he had Vietnam, lots yeah. of duplicates, but yeah. yeah. Just. So, all right, let's go, let's get into, uh, go, let's go back to the side-by-sides, you know, the classics. Why is it, and, and you know what, maybe people just don't like the fact that we're even talking about these things, but why, why is it that they are not, as, as sought after because all well, the people are dead right pretty much the the, the, the people that um grew up sh- shooting the double barrel shotguns and watching the old you know cowboy tv shows and stuff hey yeah as, as andrew said they're pretty <laughs> much either dead or on the way out you know what i mean so people tend to collect what means something to them right and like the younger generation which i'm in the younger generation still technically so like basically <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so uh, I've still my, all right. My age still starts with a four, so there I'm in my forties, barely. There you go. I'm, I'm hanging on. So you're a young so, man. Cool. So basically, people in their forties, you know, and younger, uh, they they didn't grow up shooting double barrel shotguns, and they didn't really grow up watching the old western TV shows right. from the from the sixties. Exactly. Yeah. Right. We yep. grew up shooting 1100s, Remington 870s. Exactly. So the people, I'm not going to tell everybody the age gap between me and Patrick, but our people. <laughs> Look at mentally their or physically, both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, our people shot Browning A5s and 1100s. My mm-hmm. dad and my granddad, and my dad probably somewhere around the brown and gold hunter era, you know, 80s, 90s. My grandfather was an A5 man, my other grandfather, Remington man. That's the side by sides were beyond them. They were cool when they were 10 because that's all they had. Right. To their fathers and grandfathers, they went back to the single shot days or the hammer gun days. So that, that meant something to them. My dad couldn't tell you the name of any side by side he sees. He thinks it's cool. 
but he can spot an 1100 from two miles away. Right. They, it's the things that mean something to him. He doesn't have any attachment to the real old stuff because that was just a generation beyond him. And That's then right. my people, my generation. My, what's my people? <laughs> what do you mean? My, you people? my people. Yeah. My people look back at the 90s guns, right. which would be HK Benelli's. Um, yep. 391 and 390 Beretta 390s, yeah. Uh, so when probably things, the Brown that's and when the, Gold Hunters. That was the, the decade where the a lot of things, the technology really started it, to change. It jumped 100 years ahead yeah, of where it was. Especially yep. in, in hunting shotguns. And look at a uh, hammer gun. Look at a uh, Parker hammer gun compared to a uh, Fox in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Light years ahead of it, but it was the same gun. And then you right. jump another five years, and you got eleven hundreds everywhere. Those well, you, people forget about those side by side because sides. people quickly, you know, just quickly realized, adjusted. Well, yes. what they found out was three shots is better than two, and, fi- yeah. and five for the same price. And five is even better. Yeah, That's this right. is not as good of a gun, but for the same price, I get one more shot. If I want to be an outlaw, I get two more shots That's or three right. more shots. Right, and I can buy a new barrel, and I got a whole new gun ready to rock. That's then right. the choke tube exploded the market and changed everybody's views. You know, people my age don't want guns that don't have choke tubes because you got to buy specialty shells or you're limited on what you can do. Right. Well, you know, you go, go back, you said like generations, like all, look, if you even go back like three or four generations, just look at their gun collection compared to what you have today. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, back yeah. then, three or four generations, basically you had, that's all you had. Was if a, you weren't a, a millionaire, barrel. you didn't have a collection. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Well, you just had a double barrel shotgun, mm-hmm. and that was it. And, and maybe maybe mm-hmm. you had a twenty two rifle. You probably had a, or a little... Uh, modified and full and a, like a, a garden gun, like right. a snake gun. Like exactly. Right. Yep. Or a single barrel 12 gauge or something like yeah. that. That was it. I mean, that was that was what she used. And you didn't buy a gun just to look at it. I mean, you, you bought the gun to actually put food on the table. Yeah, absolutely. Or, right. You didn't yeah. care if it had scratches on it when you bought no. it. You could <laughs> scratch it on the well, way home. In fact, you notched that son of a gun. As soon as you that's killed a deer, right. you put a notch well, in the It's funny. We look at some guns. We're like, damn, if, if only somebody had taken better care of this mm-hmm. gun, it'd be worth more today. Well, I It's mean, so that, cooler. So much cooler. Yeah, but that gun was also used yes. a tremendous amount. If it could speak. And... Yeah. and and that's why, and all you know, we we today we worry about scratches on a stock, or yeah. or, a, or a ding in the blue ink, or, or it's something the wrong like camera that. pattern. I don't want to buy it because it was a floor model. I mean, yeah, like, right. <laughs> These what? people back then would like scratch their name into the receiver. Yeah, right. Every right. other what every the hell's wrong gun, with somebody? That's crazy. <laughs> every other gun had this social security number either on the gun or inside the recoil pad. Right. right. Yeah. With, with no recoil pad, just a pad. But that, I mean, it's just it's different different mindset back then. I mean, yeah. people bought a gun was for a, a purpose, and it was a tool, sure. and they used it to do whatever. I mean, uh, nowadays, I mean. I can't even tell you why I bought the last three guns that I, I bought. I no, mean, it was either a deal or you kind of liked it, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know because I got you a good deal. Because yeah, because Patrick found me a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your first gun? My first gun that a, you can really a Ruger, recollect a Ruger ten twenty two. And you? H uh, and R single barrel twenty gauge. I had an H and R single barrel four ten, and then like slowly evolved into a, a oh thirteen hundred speed pump. I was wrong. It was a 410. 410. 20 came after the 410. And yeah. I had a Winchester, it was either 12 or 1300 speed pump that was purchased at the old yeah. store. Oh, yeah. Then I shot an 1100. Then I was, I was, I was a man. Then I was nine. I had to go out and get my own gun. The so speed I, pump. I, I was, I was, I was done after I got a real gun. After right. I got an 1100, I was, I was yeah. on my own. You're but on I was, a, you know, it was a 
gun that only stood 30 inches tall and i was only 40 inches right tall. but so, you still had a mustache yeah that's right <laughs> killer stash by the way man thanks bro it's, uh, it's nice the mustache i didn't wax it yesterday I, I had a kind of a lorax look going kind of a bill erskine look yesterday and i oh yeah that's I had some, a I mean, come to jesus meeting last that's night that's some stash, <laughs> stash power man i like that but um so going back to collections though man i mean I, we're seeing more we're seeing more and more of that Oh, a whole um, lot more, no question. You know, because you're doing what two or three a week now. Oh yeah, so you've been having some guys that call you back that uh, that you went and looked at stuff uh, could be could be months ago, almost um, a year ago, almost last a year one. ago, right? Yeah. So basically, if you went back uh, three or four years, you know, we'd go on maybe, you know, forty ish, maybe fifty gun collections a year as far as off site, and now we're doing well over a hundred. You got well over a hundred pace. Oh yeah. yeah. Easily, easily. As far as different houses that, that we go to in the course of a year. This year is probably gonna push closer to like hundred and fifty. Hmm. It's Pretty funny amazing. how you have regular gun collections too. Like there's a lady mm. not far from here that sells you like batches. Oh, she they inherited. do an inventory. They check what they want to get rid of and she's a smart a lady. What what yeah. this, what this lady did was her her father lived up in Pennsylvania and uh, she inherited Good God. She, she never gives me an exact number, but I um, mean, it's probably 300 guns. And I've probably been to her house about 10 times now. And what she does is she'll, she'll go these batches of like 20 to 30. And she, she, she takes them out. And they kind of trend together, don't they? Yeah, he collected a lot of, yeah, exactly, a lot of mm-hmm. Winchesters and stuff like that. And, he, um, and what she'll do is she'll do some research. I mean, she bought herself a blue book. She bought herself a gun yep. digest or She's whatever. She, she goes online and she... And she tells us, stop reading those books, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll rot your brain. It's not, but, good. It's not good for our relationship. But, but, uh, books. No, she's smart, and, 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 and she knows we have to resell the guns. And, oh, yeah. and, and so she always has a, a, a range on a piece of paper. She has a gun that she's going to sell, that, and she lays them out on, the, on her dining room table. And I show up, and we just go through them one by one, and, and I'll give her a price. And she's like, well, I'm, I'm thinking more something like this. And we just kind of discuss, well, well, yeah. well, how did you come up with that figure? You know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, She's very receptive, and she's she loves learning about this stuff. And at the end of the day, we always settle on a number which is agreeable between sure. both yeah. of but us. But you got some trust built up the last couple of years. She she doesn't come in here. And I, shop. Don't th- I don't think her husband trusts me now. No, I've, I've, been, I've been to his house ten times with his wife. <laughs> I bet her father doesn't trust you either. Yeah, there's cameras everywhere. Uh, but he but she knows she doesn't come in here and shop. But she knows no, we're going to stiffer. Yeah, she and doesn't. she knows we're going to make a profit. She, right, exactly. she fully understands. And she can see on our website the stuff that, that, sure. that I, I purchased from her. I priced it. I put it on the website. I have pictures. You tell her when you buy it. Yeah. I'm going to buy it at X and sell it at Z. Right. And, and she understands she knows it. Yeah. And, and, she's, and she's, you know, she, we paid her a lot of money so far. Sure. I mean, it's over $100,000. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you, we were talking about this the other day. And a I don't think people, we got half of them. No. I don't think so either. Well, we were talking about uh, auctions the other day. Right. And, you know, you said, uh, you know, that some there's always people that mention, well, you know, I think we're thinking about doing an auction, whether it's an online gun auction or they're going to hire somebody to auction off all the stuff with the estate and they're going to handle the firearms, too. And that's what a lot of auction gun com- auction companies will do. Um, but there is a downside to that. Um, I mean, when it comes to an auction, because, there's no guarantee what you're going to get. Yeah, there's no guarantee what you get. Nope. And... You still got to pay the person doing the auction. Yep. Yeah, I mean, pro, not, uh, you know, a, a fee. They're not doing and, it because they like you. I can tell <laughs> right, you that. Right. right. They don't yeah. talk fast just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess that, well, what I'm getting at is, you know, when when you sell a used gun, 
obviously you're not selling it for its value to a dealer or somebody uh, or I mean, somebody that's going to resell it. There's always so wholesale and retail. There's like a wholesale yep. price, then there's a retail, retail price. Right. You can bet on getting a wholesale price at the end of the day after you auction off guns. Yes. Mm-hmm. After on it's a all good said auction done. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what we're willing to offer, if not more. Wholesale. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Okay. And, just wanted to. And the, and the thing with us, so like. Just want to let the people know where we're yeah, at. Yeah. Right. To, so, yeah. like, when I go out and uh, bring my little laptop there, my little portable printer, and do my little spreadsheet, you know, everything's listed, you know, make, model, serial number, uh, caliber, and, and then the price that we're willing to, to pay for the item. And then from there, you know, I print it, print it off and I give the, um, the owner a copy of it. And I tell him, I said, if you need time to think about it, that's fantastic. You know, you can either sell all of them right now. I'll cut you a check. You can sell one of them right now. You can tell me to get the hell out of your house. It's all good. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day. We'll you shake know, hands. And, and, right. And, and you know, I said. You, know, hug it, you hug it out sometimes, too, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I do more than that. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> We're going to get those guns. <laughs> yeah. I have to get guns. But, um, and so what I tell them, I said, you know, if, if you decide like a year from now that, hey, I think I am going to sell these guns, you know, to green top and i'll call patrick back up i will still honor the price even mm-hmm. if it's a year later sure. yep. there, there is no time stipulation and some of like them that. may i don't want to speak for patrick may go up we yeah. might have priced sure. it at, at 500 and uh realistically the gun now wholesale is worth 700 right i've and, seen it before where oh, yeah. you've called people back and mm. say this gun's worth more than i thought here's here's the change there's some extra yeah. money yep. yep so hmm. it's uh it's kind of wild well um you know we have seen a big spike in certain firearms uh, in the past, I don't know, let's just say the past six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we just woke up one day and looked and people were paying $2,000 for Remington 870 Wingmasters online. And I was thinking, what the hell? What I, mean, I think they're insane. That yeah. is crazy. I mean, but, I, I, mean I, I, saw, I saw it too. Yeah, it happened? was just, and I think it all started with these auctions, uh, like Gunbroker mm-hmm. or Guns America, whatever. It just started with your auctions. And the next thing you know, we just start watching these guns, and people are just trying to outbid each other online, and they're going crazy. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe an 870 Wingmaster at is bringing more money than like a Sweet 16 Browning. Which, I'd bring a double right, the right. money. Oh, I mean, Sweet blew yeah. completely blew my mind. The Browning like what, values have what not world gone up living to the Remington. What's that? The Browning values are nowhere close to Remington right now. No, they may change. Mm-hmm. They will uh, change. They swing up and well, they'll I swing. Yeah, I think Browning's been kind of as far as their their value. Um, they've been pretty much stagnant for like the last few years. They mm-hmm. really haven't done much. Um, it was a kind of a slow climb, and then they just a pause. Yeah, they kind of like leveled out. They haven't really gone down. They just haven't gone up. But where like Remington, on the other hand, has just gone berserk. There are people, you know, basically when they announced their bankruptcy and they've stopped making guns, all of a sudden everybody had to have a Remington. I had to have, you know, a 700 BDL. I have to have, a, you know, a 1100. But they're buying guns that they already weren't making. And the, the, the problem was this. They they're, they're buying these guns. They're snacking them up. But a lot of these guns, they're not rare. How many millions of 870s have they made over the years? I mean millions. Or 28-inch uh, modified 1100s. So my personal, yeah. my personal opinion is I think this, the bubble is going to burst here mm-hmm. eventually on, on, the, on, on these Remingtons, mm-hmm. and they're going to go back down to The a collectible ones will still hold oh, yeah. a value. The, Maybe not the value, but a value. 20 gauges and smaller. Anything, yeah, any, or 16 any, or smaller in an 1100. I don't, I don't like a 16. I don't either. So I don't like it's 16. Just, uh, useless. I, I yeah. can't do 16. I think my grandfather so, had a 16. Uh, almost spin roll back. Right. Squ- spin back to the grandfathers and the side-by-sides. The 16 was king. Mm-hmm. 16 was the gun. Yeah. And then 
your generation was born. My dad's generation was born. That's right. Um, it, it just didn't matter anymore. The 20-gauge 3-inch killed the 16. And it right. helps the 16 collectible market because they quit making a bunch of guns, mm-hmm. but it destroyed the 16-gauge. And what's also is well, it, went to, it went to a smaller frame, lighter guns Smaller as well. frame, lighter gun with the same payload or more. Right. 3-inch, uh, uh, 20-gauge, like an ounce and a quarter. Which load. brings up, th- th- you know, they just brought out and hope Benelli's listening. Benelli did a Super Black Eagle 3 now in 20 gauge. Mm-hmm. And automatically I thought, what the hell? A three and a half inch 20 gauge? That's awesome. No. That's, no. They're just a, it's just a Super Black Eagle, but it's in 20 gauge sure. 3 inch. I'm like, they need to redo that. If Patrick is listening, it was, it was my idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I may not have said it first. Right. But it was mine. It's, it's not just Patrick <laughs> yeah. either. We're not talking yeah, about me, yeah, y'all. We're talking about, uh, talking Benelli about Patrick. We're talking sure. about Benelli guy. Benelli, Benelli guy. Yeah. Right. But, um, I mean... I just I don't understand. I'm thinking, man, why don't you just do it? I mean, just just make a three and a half inch twenty. I would throw up all over Even, this table if there was a three and a half inch twenty gauge. That is the most <laughs> disgusting idea I've ever heard in my life. It's gonna look like a road flare or a candle or something. Well, you're not going. Well, realistically, you're not gonna get any sort of pattern because your shot's so stacked. Right. Um, right. Hey, Andrew, I don't know. You're I just, pretty smart, aren't you? <laughs> no, you're you're actually impressing me right now. So, yeah, yeah. So does that made sense? So the pattern is going to be not good. Because, it's going to be much like a four ten. Four ten pattern's fantastic on paper mm-hmm. because it's all stacked cylindrical shot. Uh-huh. But it does not. It has a really long shot string, so you don't get all the pellets delivered at the same. I time. I have a very long shot string too. <laughs> not what I heard. <laughs> Twenty eight gauge and sixteen gauge are considered square loads. Okay. I've heard, also heard that about you. Yeah, I'm square. <laughs> their, their shot to hole size to powder charge is all symmetrical, which is why you get a fantastic paper and shot string pattern out of the smaller gauges, but not the smallest gauge. 20 is somewhere in the middle, 12 somewhere in the middle, 16 and 28 pattern out of this world. But there's no My 28 gauge. Right now. Damn. There's no 28 <laughs> gauge buckshot. 28 yeah. gauge ammo is hard to find. 28 gauge is the gauge to start a new shooter or a kid. 410 is just a crippling disadvantage. It is very mild recoil. It goes bang and it's fun. But I understand that point. Have you ever seen a slug in like 28 gauge? Nope. Don't I, make I, I never either. You have to hand, You might be able to hand load them, but I don't know what the caliber conversion is. I don't know how mm-hmm. you buy them. Um, like a 410 is a 44, 45 caliber conversion. You can right. load a 45 mm-hmm. bullet in a 410 hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if the 28 gauge has a caliber conversion, but very few deer in other game is killed by a 10 year old or younger with a 410. It's encouragement. You can go out there and you can go hunt, and you're you know you're a man now. You can go do your thing, but it's hard. Well, it's hard killing some game. With what a was Dick Cheney shot with? 12 gauge. 12 gauge. It was a 12. Yeah. No, 12. he shot the guy. Could you tell? Was it the pattern you could tell he was shot? He shot. Yeah, no, get there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He had a nice no, uniform no. pattern. Did, yeah, did Cheney, this is improved cylinder. But did Cheney, yeah. So did Cheney shoot Cheney another shot person? Guy. Oh, he did. shot another guy. Oh, yeah. Cheney shot the other guy. Didn't, didn't the guy like apologize? Yeah. He apologized for having to get shot by Cheney? Yep. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I think serious? that's what happened, right? That's okay. how it played out. That's crazy. I just. I'm sorry you shot me. I'm sorry. Well, if he had had a 28 gauge, he would have been in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good thing it was he's a slug. So right. Yeah. But you circle, I mean, go full circle. Right. That 16 gauge is only cool. It's not practical anymore. They're not functional anymore. But they still hold the cool factor, and which helps collect. Shells are expensive. Shells are mm-hmm. hard to find. Sure. Very limited. Limited. Right? I want to switch gears to handguns collectibles hang, handguns revolvers revolvers is 
1906, Smith and Wesson 22. Because they I know something about that. <laughs> I feel like revolvers they never they never get old, man. They're classic. I mean, they're and always they're people people are always after them. Um there's something really classic about older Colts, older Smiths. I mean, the uh, the craftsmanship, the you know, machining that goes into making one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a piece of injection molded plastic, you right. know. It's 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 well, a work of art. Well, Sorry, it's like the yeah, you know, sure. the Colt gun, piece yeah. of art. Yeah, uh, this you know, the Smith and Wesson like Model Twenty Seven. I mean, it's beautiful. Well, it's, it's beautiful just, just take Smith and Wesson alone. Mm-hmm. Just take them alone. Even if you go back, let's start back from like nineteen mid nineteen eighties and back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about some some classic semi autos, uh, but sure. more importantly, you're talking about you know a lot of the K L and N frame guns that mm-hmm. were uh, even back then were very difficult to get. Um, mm-hmm. Very hard to find, but just the craftsmanship. On Thank him. you, Dirty Harry. I mean, he, yeah. Remember, yeah, thanks, so, Clint. Yeah, so he twenty nine. He, he oh my god, he launched that thing yep. into outer space as far as like popularity, right? And, and and to this day, people come in the store and they're looking for a twenty nine. The first thing they say is that's Dirty Harry's gun. Yeah, that's, that's right. People still say that. You yeah, know? and he hasn't made a movie with as Dirty Harry since God knows when. Uh-huh. Right? But even the younger generation knows that. They're like, yeah. oh, man, everybody knows that uh-huh. that quote that line. Uh, fire five shots or six. Yeah, everybody knows it. And it's a classy gun. It's a big shot, gun. It's he good shot gun. six, didn't he? He shot six the first time. Uh. And when he killed Scorpio on the dock, he only shot five. Damn. I'm just a wealth of you knowledge. Sorry, you are impressing me today. I'm glad I hadn't seen that movie in so long. I was trying to go back and remember that. Um, but no, like uh, the guy laying on the, the bank robber laying on the street, he ooh. shot six and he shot That was six. He flinched. Yeah. He flinched. Yeah. That's I right. got, I got to know. I got to, I got to know. Hey. <laughs> well, but what about Colts too? I mean, yeah, the snake guns. Basically, the Colts are bringing more money than Smiths right now. Oh yeah, oh, still. Yeah. But why? you know, it still still goes back to the Walking Dead. You Could know, Rick, you explain um, to me why the snake gun, who probably between the three of us would agree, is not made as well as a twenty nine? Why? It's, well, the, the action and the action isn't isn't quite Just, as strong. Yeah. I mean, some of your Colt. Collectors and fans might tell me I'm full, I'm full of sure. whatever, but I mean it's just a fact that, that Smith and Wesson their action is known to basically last forever, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, it, it can take a beating. The Colts have what they call they can get out of time a little mm-hmm. bit easier from excessive shooting. But I'll give Colt this man. You know the Python has a, a silky smooth action. Their barrels are fantastic. I mean they're known for just you know sheer accuracy. Okay. And their names are and cool. Their and their names are really it's cool. It's a little I mean, bit of craftsmanship, a yeah. little bit of name. Right. But it's mm-hmm. some of the guts are maybe yeah, a little so, nicer. The, well, I know they're known for accuracy. So what's the? Do you know the history on that about the, why they started naming them after you know, the snake guns? I mean the python, the Actually, anaconda. No, believe it or not, I do not. I can't believe that. I, well, I, funny you should ask. Well, I'm, no. sure, I'm sure Andrew can tell it. <laughs> <laughs> not a clue. Not a clue. But now, I wonder. I've always wondered where that came from. You know, because before before the snake guns, you had. Uh, you just had what? Yeah, troopers. Yeah, troopers. And detective, and detective specials. specials. Detective specials. Yeah. Uh, police positives. Right. Official police. Officers. Official models. police. Yeah. Single right. action yeah. armies, of course, which is the mm-hmm. oldest. And then um, you had your Colt. Uh, like when the Python first came out, it was just called uh, the 357 Magnum, right? It was just, it was just mm-hmm. the Magnum. It didn't really have a name. Right. And then they went from the Python, they had what, Cobras, Vipers, King Anacondas, Cobras. King Cobras. King Cobras. Um, there a little Diamondback. Gun? Diamondback. Diamondback. Diamondback's a little gun. Yeah. Diamondbacks small were frame. small frame twenty twos yeah. or uh, thirty eight special. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
But no, like you said, man. And they just, all bring a premium, too. They all Anything do. with yeah. a snake yeah. or a horse on it. And he, yeah. But, you know, and the new ones now that are coming out, I mean, they're not as – I don't think they're as good as the old ones. I don't think anything – I don't think I don't think they can duplicate what they right. did back across in the, the 70s. Board. Colt specifically, but across the board, nothing's as good as it used to be. Yeah, not even the Smiths. I mean, but even the, the new Pythons, I'll give them this. Sam, they, they're still a nice gun. It's oh, absolutely. I mean, the, their actions are incredible. Yep. And so, 100%. And, and so, you know, it is what you want it to be. And right. it's just not what right. it was. And so, the, the price on a new one's roughly fifteen hundred bucks. We'll say, mm-hmm. all right, and, which is more than any Smith and Wesson. But it's, still a, inch, a, but it's still a deal. It's half the price. What is a two-inch nickel? Python. Yeah, right. Eighties uh, one bring. Right. So you get mm-hmm. like a like a stainless steel or like the ultimate stainless, like the bright stainless Colt pythons. I mean, you can't you can't touch one for under three thousand dollars nope. anymore. It's not possible. Yep. No. So and if actually, you get your hands on a new one, it's half the price. Half the price. And it's probably not half the gun. No, it's a nice gun. Yeah, it's a very so nice. So that's gun. the better bargain. But it's that one will not. That one may never be three thousand dollars. Probably not. So or you, the other one will be $10,000 for this one to be $3,000. So do you think the the older cult values right now, they're going to hold up? They're going to continue to hold it where yeah. they're at? I see Even them, with the new introduction of the new ones? I think they're going to maintain. I, okay. I, don't, I don't think that they're going to keep skyrocketing like they did you know, when The Walking Dead came out. You right. know, I think they took off really fast. They got really high really quick. And I think right now they've kind of just plateaued. Yeah, but they're at but, a but the value still yeah. hasn't gone down. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. With the Smith, bringing. a lot of the older Smiths are are still creeping up in value. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, oh, versus yeah, yeah. you know like a uh, model twenty seven, um, mm-hmm. any, any like a twenty seven or uh, or twenty nine. Twenty eight yesterday, didn't you? Twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's pinned, recessed in the box still. I mean, you're, you're know, easily talking. It's over a grand easy. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're easily yeah. talking. Most of those older Smiths, you know, as long as they have like the wood, like the target stocks pinned, recessed. Target hammer, target trigger. Easily twelve to fifteen hundred dollars easy. Um, so, some models with certain barrel lengths, or you know, maybe some guns from the '60s would bring even more. Right. But even well, boxes yeah. make a big. And to, I always tell yeah. people, keep your boxes. Right. Keep in the attic. Keep the box yeah. because. A lot of people that probably threw away that Colt Python box 30 years ago. They're kicking themselves right they now. Didn't they, they didn't realize that was a $500 box. Like, yeah. What the yeah. hell did I do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Even a beat that, up box that looks adds, better than no box. That adds a tremendous amount yes, of value. Yep. And, and uh, All right. And, Even all, shotguns like on, A5s, on that things tone, like that. Absolutely. I, I tell you what, if, if you're looking to buy a, you know, a classic Colt to say that has a box, beware. Because there's fake boxes. A lot of fake there. boxes. Right. A lot and, of good looking fake boxes. And they boxes look too. really good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yep. yeah, so that box that may have added 10 or 20% to the price of the gun. And you pay it, you got stuck with a box that's worth about twenty bucks. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yep. Well, you know, there's a lot of fakes out there mm-hmm. on just other stuff. I mean, we, you know, we looked at some stuff uh, recently that uh, yeah, there was a couple on, uh, that were highly questionable. And and somebody, uh, one of our colleagues, put it best. He says, "You don't have to. What do you say? You don't have to prove that it's you don't worth you, what it's." Basically, I'm, I'm screwing this up. Yeah, you are. Hang on one second. You probably <laughs> don't have to prove that it's fake, but you got to prove that it's real. Exactly right. right. So I don't yeah. have to prove to you that something's fake, but you got to prove to me that it's real. That, right, yeah. exactly. Right. Because we look at a lot of nice, nice stuff on you a day-to-day basis. a monster duplicate single-action revolver, about six or seven there's, bucks. There's, that's a sharp-looking gun. There's people out there yeah. that can make... Or just absolutely make or you convert, whatever you want, yeah. convert something, whatever. I mean, you want. If, if if there's a gun out there that that's possibly worth you know twenty, thirty thousand or, or more, simply because of a serial number range or a particular barrel length or, or was something, Teddy Roosevelt's model. Or pe- was, people are yeah. gonna fake it, and oh, so yeah. what they'll do is they'll just take basically what they you know, the same exact gun, 
and be a different serial number or have a different barrel length and they just chop it and buff it and renumber it and whatever and then have it redone by by a master and i tell you what even for someone who's been in the business for 30 years uh, some of these guys I, I i look at them and i can't tell that they've been redone but they look so good i get red flags it's so everywhere. hard to i believe. mean the red yeah, flags yeah. just pop it's, up and you have to kind of just go with your gut yeah. i mean if something really looks too good to be true Usually it is. Probably yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A gun that's like that one we looked at was made in 1886 or whatever. Correct. And someone's going to tell them, and they're going to try to tell me that that's that's the original condition. I'm like, no, it's so in. unlikely that it's going to look bright. And new. the colors were so bright and even impossible. Like, and like the niter blue and stuff mm-hmm. like that they did back then. And to see it to this well, go day. Go back to 1886. How many gun collectors were there? How many people would have bought a gun and not shot it? Not Correct. I think like we had, talked about right? earlier. When they bought something back then. They I mean, do, it was, he must have been a, a, a just a mega millionaire in the day to mm-hmm. buy some a gun like that and not use it. Because yeah. those cowboys had one, two, three guns, maybe. Use them Probably all. Probably like a, he was, last name was Roosevelt or something. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> what's, mean, the, what's the people in New York? What's the big money in New York? Uh, I've never been to New York, so. No, <laughs> it's those people. I don't though. go that direction. I don't either. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You start losing me at Spotsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Rockefellers. Rockefellers. That's, That's it. it. Rockefellers. I, I knew it. Fitzgerald or something, but I knew Fitzgerald. it wasn't right. Fitzgeralds. Yeah, I, knew that was, I knew that wasn't right. I went to school with a Fitzgerald. Yeah. That was her. I think he served in 10 to 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. If, if we're talking about used guns, um, you know anything as far as out there you want to tell anybody about as as far as getting rid of their collections things like that any listeners basically if, if you would kind of get an idea of what your collection is worth i tell people this all the time you know you can't just go online and find the highest price one out there and go that's mine you're right that's stupid all right so i mean don't get me wrong somebody may have paid really a high dollar for something one online. person paid i mean there's always somebody somewhere who just has to have something to overpay that what i tell people to do is just go online you find the high, you find the low, you throw both those in the trash can and pick something in the middle. And that's yeah. probably a really good range of, of what your gun is going to bring. But on the other side, if you want to sell it to a dealer or somebody who has to resell it, you have to be realistic that, you know, they're not going to buy, they're not going to give you $1,000 for a gun that's worth 1100 bucks. Right. I mean, they can't work off 10%. Yeah. We warranty stuff, you know. And, and that's basing us. That's based on the fact that we're going to sell it at 11. That's we correct. still have to haggle right. with a lot of customers, and that gun might sit here a while. I mean, yeah, you need to see how it is. If we have our used guns on the floor and say we have something priced at nine ninety nine, nobody ever offers us more money. The first thing out of their mouth is, <laughs> I like, don't think you that's know, enough. What's yeah. my price? And yeah. I was like, I don't know, buddy. What is your yeah. price? You know what I mean? So that everybody wants to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And, which is, hey, that's part it's, of... It's human nature. It, it sure. is. It's part of the... And sometimes you can't. I respect sometimes it. You can't. I do Absolutely. Too. I love I crushing the, dreams. I do the same thing. You go to buy a vehicle. <laughs> oh. You're I, not going to pay a sticker price. I'm not paying a sticker. No. I will walk out. And you will know really? when you... You don't pay sticker price? No. And you'll know when you're <laughs> getting for stuck. suckers. <laughs> yeah. You'll know when you're getting stuck and you know when you're getting a deal. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have so, every, there's room in everything. Room in I mean, house. I go online. I do my research and I look at what, you know, these 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 sites that tell you what automobiles are typically selling in your area. And I, you know, I, I go to the dealer with some knowledge. With an idea. Right. And that's what people should, you know, need to do with their own guns. If they're talking about selling them or trading them or whatever they need to do, just get, get some basic knowledge and be realistic, you know? Um, 
It, it, it takes money to keep the electricity on. You know, we, we, we have two gunsmiths that work for us. They we go got through every single gun. 140-something employees. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people. Right. Yeah, we got to make a profit so, somewhere. But, you know, another thing is we got enough we got enough knowledge here. If, you just, if you're not sure about what your gun or guns are worth, depending on how many you got, you can always bring a buy here. Oh, always yeah. bring Absolutely. them by and have as long somebody as the inspect them. So I'm uh, look right. at it for you. You can yep. email, email Patrick, email him pictures. Well, gun pictures, that is. Or other um, pictures. <laughs> <laughs> just email Patrick with any questions. Uh, you know, usually get back to people pretty quick, if, just as long as, you're, uh, as long as you're here in the office. But, uh, um, you know, it just got a lot of knowledge to share here. And uh, if you're just not sure about something, you know, we'll give you an honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, you if know, you're local, and if you're local, bring it by. Yeah, come on yeah. by with it. It's you know? hard to price them without seeing them. That's uh, part of what we love every day is getting to look at cool stuff, yeah. especially cool guns. Well, uh, I think we're about out of time, guys. This was fun, I think man. this was good. I, I learned a lot. Uh, Andrew. You're you very know, welcome. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm a more, a more complete human being now, knowing you about look shot better. pattern you and look better. Dude, you look yeah. stacking yeah. and... Yeah. It's wonderful. Dude, dude's going to have a, uh, a power stash here in about two weeks, too. <laughs> I can see a little growing right That's now. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's where I keep all my sub-gauge knowledge. <laughs> my mustache. Right on the ends of that mustache. I got to start taking right some vitamins if I'm going to make it grow that much. That's so. right. Yeah. That's right, man. Stay healthy. Thanks for being here, guys. Great episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll have another one next week, and uh, we'll see you in outdoors. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.